This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet health expert that's going to help us get to know our pets better so we can respond to their ever changing needs. I will tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for Dogs and Cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with you your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, an entrepreneur. She's a certified pet homeopathic educator, a foodie, a wine snob, and a fashion lover. She's a speaker, writer, and pet rescuer. She's a shelter animal advocate and an avid learner of new things. She's originally from New York, currently lives in Austin, Texas. She's dogma to a 12-and-a-half-year-old Portuguese Podengo Pequeño named Sophie. She is dogma to a 9-year-old Chihuahua named Annabelle. And she has a 3-year-old kitty named Suki. She is the host of the Bark and Swagger podcast on Pet Life Radio, and she is a pet health expert and pet parent coach. Her name is Jody Tesh. Welcome, Jody. It's so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Isabel. It's great to be with you. And cheers, darling. Cheers. So good to meet you in person. You've been back and forth because I've been sick all 2023. So thank you for your flexibility. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It is my pleasure. And I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Can't wait to get to know you a little bit better and all that you bring to the pet parenting world. But before I go into that, anybody participating in our drinking game today, anytime you hear this word, the secret word is remedy. Make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying, but please be over 21 in the U.S. to partake in an alcoholic beverage. You can take a drink of something else if you're younger. Please be sure you never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. So I saw a glass of wine over there, Jody. What are you having tonight? I am having a rosé. Please don't ask me what brand because I just literally pulled it out of the fridge. But I'm so ready for summer, Isabel. I know. Me too. Know me too, me too. February, but oh my gosh, I didn't sign up for this weather in Austin in the winter. <laughs> 
I cannot complain about the weather in El Paso. I really can't. We are having some cold this week. Usually I'm right there with you with the rosé. Today I'm actually having a Pilsner. It's called Mama's Little Yella Pills, and it's from Oscar Blues Brewery. And when I looked at the at the can, I realized you all have a Oscar Blues Brewery in Austin. So cheers but to all, keeping it local. Uh, yeah, all kinds of great, you know, crafters here in Austin. You really do. Cheers to Austin. I have to make my way back. I've only been there once. Totally. Come visit. It's such a great town. Absolutely love it. So before we get into all the things that you are doing right now, I want to get to know you because you and I have never had an opportunity to chat outside of right now, this virtual meetup. So I am inviting you to play a game I call Curious Kitty. And I'm going to pull a couple of cards out of this little, I guess, planter in the shape of a cat. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And they are not necessarily pet related. They're just to get to know you. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to pull from the middle so that I can get some new. Ooh, this is a good one. All right. The first one is list three characteristics of a great teacher. Patience, clarity, depth of knowledge. Ooh, that is good. Very nice. All right. Peas or carrots? Ooh, I like them both. Carrots. Carrots. Really? You see, I'm peas. All right. Uh, If I hosted Thanksgiving, I would... Make sure I have food for both meat eaters and non-meat eaters. Yes, I love that. And let's see, what else do we have here? If you could time travel, where would you go? Ooh, Paris in the the time when they wore bustles and those fabulous Not how persecuted women are, not the witches. I'd leave that behind, but definitely the fashion. The fashion, the fashion. I agree. I completely agree. And then here's the last one. What motivates you? Helping pet parents and seeing the results in their animals and themselves to get healthier. I love that so much. And that is the perfect segue for my first question for you. How did you become a pet health coach? From the time I was very young, my mom was sort of an early adopter to the health food store. And I grew up a long time ago. So the health food stores really came into existence in the 70s. I was a little kid. And instead of when I went to camp getting like sugar daddies and M&Ms and Milky Way bars, I got Barbara's seed cookies and things like that. From an early age, I kind of developed my palate to healthy eating. And then when my daughter, Morgan, was little, she's in her mid-30s now, I discovered homeopathy one day at the library with her and fell in love with this elegant medical practice. Mm-hmm. And um, so that really started me on my alternative medicine practice and my alternative medicine journey. And I've always loved animals from the time I was a little kid. You know, I would bring the cats in the neighborhood who were stuck in the tree home, putting them in my parents' car until I had the courage to tell them in an hour, and then like try and convince them to keep every single one. So I always had a lot of animals. And I decided to pair them together a couple of years ago because I saw a tremendous need. I saw that pet parents for their animals and also for themselves, mm-hmm. were getting frustrated with the conventional medical system. They were finding that 
It wasn't necessarily making their animals better. Sometimes new symptoms would crop up from the drugs and they were spending a lot of money to either be stuck in the same place, in a worse place, but not getting their problems solved. And we love these babies like our babies. Right. So I saw a real need and I have knowledge to share. And so I wanted to be able to do that. Perfect. So tell me about homeopathy and pets. I am familiar with homeopathy. I use it in my home with my kids who are always sick. Uh, we love homeopathy. I've used it since before my kids were born, actually. It's a wonderful teething remedy if anybody has not looked into it. And we love Apis for bug bites. We all react really badly to bug bites. So there are some homeopathic remedies like Arnica that are sitting on my shelf ready to go when the kids bump their heads. But I've never used homeopathy with my pets. So tell me about that. It's the same premise. It's the same premise, Isabel. So the whole crux of homeopathy is like cures like, the law of similars, which has been around since Hippocrates. And what that means is that if you choose a homeopathic remedy wisely based on the symptoms in a sick person, that remedy would create those very symptoms in a healthy person. So giving it to a person or an animal that has those symptoms that is not well makes those symptoms one by one disappear. Wow. And it is the most fascinating and elegant science meets art form of medicine I've ever known. And I love that you use it in your family. I love that you've had successes with it, whether it's Arnica with bumps and bruises mm -hmm. or Apis Malefica for bites. It or works so well. It it's works. the only thing that has ever truly like immediately I carry it in my bag Everywhere we go, the Apis, my, usually myself and my son, we just swell up. We have like these like histamine reactions that are just so big to a mosquito bite or an ant bite. And the Apis makes it go away so quickly. So it's wonderful. What I am attracted to is actually what you said, like the symptoms. So it's not just here's a runny nose and like an earache. The person's also feeling down. The person's cranky. So you kind of get to know like the patient's emotional status as well as their physical status and each remedy asks not only about the physical symptoms but also the emotional symptoms which i think is so holistic it's like such a holistic way to approach something because my kids could have the same virus but their reactions are so different sometimes exactly right you hit the nail on the head it is very holistic the mind symptoms in homeopathy are sometimes even more important than the physical symptoms and what we're looking for is what you were describing are called modalities. So right. for example, one of your children could like run, have a fever and a tummy ache and be sweating profusely and want to be in front of the air conditioner. The other one could have a fever and a tummy ache, no sweating no chills needs to be or has chills let's say needs to be wrapped up in a blanket and it's the same kind of fever and tummy ache but the way they are presenting is unique right. to them and it's that way of presenting their symptoms that's unique to that person or animal that is what homeopathy is looking for so we're looking for the modalities what is the appetite like what is the thirst like do they want to be outside? Do they want to be under the covers? You know, are they wanting to be alone when they're sick? Do they want to curl up next to you and, and really need your support? And many, many others. And 
that's why I say it's an elegant form because it's an opportunity to really go deeper into that individual, that individual animal, that individual person. And you not only learn, hey, so <laughs> <laughs> dog barks are always welcome here. <laughs> there you go. Thank goodness it's Pet Life Radio. Yes, exactly. In pet hair. <laughs> um, not only does it train your you, you train yourself to look deeper mm -hmm. and be a detective for your children and your pets, Yep. but it creates an even deeper bond because your intuition mm -hmm. is an important factor in arriving at the right remedy. So it's not only note-taking of the symptoms you notice, which is important, but it's what do you feel right. might be the right match you based on what you know. I love so, that. There are some wonderful books out there and, and wonderful, you know, ways to learn the basics of homeopathy. And that's what I help pet parents do as well as nutrition and some other healing practices that are natural. Well, actually, because you have so many, I guess, um, tools in your toolkit, just in a general way, can you tell me what you see in the average American pet these days from yeah. your holistic and pet, you know, health expert perspective? My big overarching question, and I don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer, is why are our pets getting sick younger and dying younger than they used to? Mm -hmm. I see a lot of chronic conditions. I see a lot of chronic skin conditions, chronic intestinal issues. I see diseases that have come up because conditions that came up years before were suppressed with pharmaceuticals. And then it went underground deeper into the body. And then another symptom came up and it was suppressed again. And it went deeper into the body. This is how the body works. When you have a symptom, your symptoms are your friends. They're like the red lights on a dashboard, right? So right. they're telling you there's an imbalance there, something is wrong and it needs to be addressed. So when you give a drug, that makes the symptoms disappear, you may think the condition is gone, but it's not. It's still lurking inside, but it's just been prevented from expressing itself. So kind of picture the valve in a pressure cooker be shutting. And those ingredients are still boiling, boiling in the pot. Mm -hmm. The steam has nowhere to go. Right. So it has to find an outlet. So if you keep suppressing these symptoms, it goes deeper and deeper into the body until eventually maybe years down the line, you have kidney disease, brain disease, liver disease, cancer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm, um, my mission is, is to teach pet parents another way. That's not to say that you don't need your vet. We all need to go to the vet sometimes. Right. So there's nothing better in Western than Western medicine when it comes to diagnostics, emergency, mm -hmm. surgery. Those three areas you just can't beat them. Right. But they were never trained in nutrition. They were really not trained in preventative medicine. So we are kind of on our own to learn a better way because they were taught to slap a pharmaceutical on something. They were given a short list of symptoms, a short list of drugs, and it's playing matchup. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's always fallout. And it's Absolutely. really never, it really, really very rarely cures. At, at that point, yeah, it's, it's often 
the damage is done. Do you find that your clientele is usually coming to you after having a frustrating experience with a veterinarian or with a condition that they can't get to the bottom of? Yes, I find that a lot. Every once in a while, I'll get a pet parent who is knowledgeable, already familiar with homeopathy, Mm -hmm. already feeding a great diet, and they're just looking to solve an acute issue. And we can usually handle that pretty quickly. But mostly I'll get pet parents who are frustrated, who have a chronic condition they're just not able to solve. They are heartbroken watching their animals suffer, and they're just looking to fix it. And the greatest challenge is teaching them that it took X number of years to arrive here. So it's not an overnight fix. Yes, we can find things that you'll see improvements quickly, but it's peeling away the layers of an onion. It takes time to really get to the bottom and arrive at cure, which is what we're after. We're after cure. Does it happen 100% of the time? No, it depends on how far along the vital force, the strength of the vital force in the animal to cure itself. But cure is possible with patience and the right remedies and the right modalities. Wonderful. So in, in addition to homeopathy, what do you use before, you know, referring to specialists or things like that? Yes. I'm an energy medicine geek, so homeopathy falls right in there. I also am a very big fan and proponent of frequency scanning. And if you've never heard of that, you have, oh, bless you, <laughs> you're my perfect client. <laughs> frequency scanning, the premise is we are all made up of energy. That's already been proven by Tesla and Einstein and Rife back in the 1940s and proven over and over again with quantum physics. So because we're all and everything around us is made up of energy, it's also true that every cell organ system vibrates on its own frequency. And our frequencies are constantly evolving. We live in an ocean of motion. So our frequencies get out of balance quite often. And depending on our lifestyle and other things, toxicity in our lives and other things. And frequency scanning with this Solex AO scanner that I have, which is amazing. It allows you to scan the body of any human or pet from anywhere in the world. And it reads the frequencies that are out of balance. It then optimizes those frequencies gently back into balance so that animal or human feels better. And there are a lot of different types of scans you can do. One that's emotions-based, which drives all illness. It all starts right up here. There is vital organs-based scan. There's a comprehensive scan, which are things like chromosomes and veins and arteries and muscles and bones. All sorts of scans you can do on the scanner. It is very sophisticated and it is very accurate. And while it is not a diagnostic tool because it's energy, it is a huge informational tool. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a scanner and you scan once a week or a couple of times a week. And you start to see, because every scan spits out a report, a detailed report that you learn how to read. It's not that difficult. Let's say you see the same one or two things keep coming up in scans. 
Well, that's telling you that the energy and those parts of your body, those frequencies are out of balance regularly. Mm -hmm. And an illness or condition could be on the horizon. Right. Hasn't arrived yet. So it gives you the opportunity to make lifestyle changes, which the machine suggests. The machine tells you what, like in your emotional frequencies, what parts of the body could be affected by those emotional frequencies being out of balance, what lifestyle changes you could make to get those back in balance, and what could be going on in your vitals, parasites, bacteria, other things that are out of balance that could be causing it. So wealth of information, you can take your own health back into your hands. You could go see someone and Mm -hmm. say, boom, 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 has been out of balance. I want something that's support those systems naturally, or you could make lifestyle changes that they suggest to start getting yourself back into balance and keep scanning and seeing if they go back into balance. That is so cool. You've sold me. I need one of those scanners. Um, <laughs> I, I can, I'm already like thinking of whom I would your scan. Kids, <laughs> my kids, my husband, yourself, my, your husband, my friend. grandmother's yeah, my grandmother's in assisted living and always complaining of pain. My sister's in Spain and I don't get to see her. I worry about her. So I just scan her when she's not even around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. And you can send these subtle energy frequency imprinters in a playlist that you create yourself from these like amazing menus of options that are both emotional and physical that you can just send to them for hours and just keep gently supporting those frequencies to stay in balance. That is so fascinating. Well, I need to take a break right here. I want to come back. And when we come back, Jody, I want to ask you some ways that pet parents can implement some improvements immediately after listening to our show. So please don't go anywhere. I will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I'm having a fascinating conversation about health, wellness, holistic healing with Jody L. Teish, who is a pet expert who focuses on health and healing. So today she's going to help us figure out little small ways that we can improve our pet's health now, right after listening to this episode. So if you're game, Jody, I'd like to introduce you or invite you to play 
stay or go. It's a game where I'm going to give you a scenario and you're going to tell me if we should stay home and maybe try something for our pets or if we should race to the vet or nowadays you can't even race to the vet. You would have to call and make an appointment and wait three weeks or whatever because vets are so overwhelmed. So it's either yeah, either stay or go. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right, let's do this. So a dog has gas. Do we stay or do we go? We stay. There are things we could do at home for that. I hear Slippery Elm is a good option for a tincture for gas. Is that something that you do or would you go straight to homeopathy? No, I use Slippery Elm. I use marshmallow root. If my dog has gas or a rumbly tummy. But there's something that at the end of this game, I'm going to tell pet parents listening that is a great way to tell whether you should stay or go. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so next one. Cat has more hairballs than usual. Stay or go? Stay if there are no other symptoms that are concerning you. Okay, great. Dog isn't eating. For how long? Let's just say 24 hours. Stay caveat to after the game, but stay and do something at home. I would probably say homeopathy for that, as well as maybe essential oils like Digestin, if there are no other symptoms that are concerning Okay, great. Dolly's pawing at the face. Go, because especially if it's the nose, there might be something growing up in that nose. There might be something lodged up in that nose. There might be something that needs to be, you know, removed or checked out uh, now. All right, perfect. I agree. I agree. I would do the same thing because you never know what what's lodged in there and if it could actually block the airway or like you said, be something pretty serious. Okay, dog is limping, came in from the yard limping. Do we stay or do we go? For me, I would immediately give that dog Arnica, both ingest, you know, both uh, internally and topically. I may put some ice on it. So I would first stay. I wouldn't run to the vet for now for that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we're going to observe that one, right? And then how about this one? The cat has gunk in their eye. That's definitely a treated home. And if it gets worse, then I would go because then you could stephosag, not stephosagria, euphrasia and other homeopathic remedies for eye issues are perfect for something like that. And you could both save time and money and not put an antibiotic, which is gonna suppress that condition in your cat's eyes and possibly in your cat's body uh, through, you know, an internal antibiotic. Mm-hmm. So I would home for that. Homeopathy always helps. My husband wasn't so sure until he started seeing the results. And now he's like, where's the, where's the homeopathic? What am I using? He's like Googling, what am I using? So I, we're believers here. Next one is the pet has diarrhea. Are we running to the vet or are we observing with maybe a home remedy? We are observing. We are fasting the pet until the diarrhea stops. We are, yes, when the diarrhea stops, we are slowly introducing bone broth. Yes, but no solid food for a day. And the bone broth is introduced in small increments of, you know, increasing quantity. And then once, you know, the pet keeps all this down and is fine, we introduce a very little bit of food with that bone broth. 
and then a little bit more, etc. And that should resolve things. If it does not resolve things and the pet has other things going on, which I'll talk about after the game, then I would I would get the pet checked out. Understood. How about the opposite? The pet's constipated. With constipation, I would stay home at first. I would do things like pumpkin. I would do things like slippery elm or marshmallow root. I would do things like up my liquids, like bone broth and things like that, to just try and get things moving. And I would probably give a homeopathic remedy for that and for the diarrhea. Perfect. The pet has some kind of blood in urine or stool. Are we immediately taking to the vet? Are we observing and giving a remedy? If there are no other symptoms except for some blood, I would observe, I would immediately ask, what are you feeding this animal? Because one of my clients had intermittent diarrhea with blood in the stool and, excuse me, just changing that dog's diet changed that condition, it went away. So I would observe if there was nothing else going on. There's actually a really great tool that I started using. It's a pet thermometer that's digital with an app called Mella, M-E-L-L-A. Yes. Thermometer that I'm finding helpful. And um, if you want, I could give a link to you that you could put under this episode. Yes, I actually have Mela scheduled to be on the show later this season. I uh, saw their products at SuperZoo and they have really wonderful tools that are fear free and they're meant to be less invasive than your traditional tools. And they give us some really great information for at home pet care. So I would love to get that link from you and we'll put that in the um, show notes. So that's the game. So tell us. Yes. What are we missing in all of these situations? This is a very, very handy tool, piece of knowledge for pet parents to know when to run to the vet and when they don't have to run to the vet. And this is not an ER situation where, God forbid, you know, it's obvious. Okay. There's something called BEAM, like a beam of light. What BEAM stands for is behavior, energy, appetite, and mood. And if your pet's beam is off for at least a couple of days, I would get the pet checked out at the vet. If your pet has diarrhea, but the beam is not off, it's more normal for them, but they've got diarrhea or they vomited a couple of times or they're limping, right? Obviously the energy is going to be off. They're not going to be running, you know, around Mm -hmm. the yard, but their beam is good. You can treat at home. And with tools that I teach my pet parents, you can have your own toolkit, knowledge and confidence to feel empowered to do that. Amazing. So what can all pet parents right now do to improve their pet's health? Is there one thing you would say, let's focus on this? Yes. The foundation of the house and that's nutrition. So many pet parents do not know what to feed and they go online And it's like drinking from a fire hose. And to make matters worse, the plethora of information is peppered with conflicting information. So who do you trust? What do you do? Who knows? You kind of throw your hands up. My recommendation and very strong recommendation is we look to what our pets' intestinal tracts, digestive systems were designed to digest. We look to the past to inform us today. In the past, when they were wolves 
and our kitty cats were, you know, big cats. Mm-hmm. They made a kill and they ate everything, including the skin and the fur and the eyeballs and the brains and everything. What did they leave behind generally? The contents of the stomach, which often were vegetables. Mm. And that's not to say you can't feed vegetables to your dog. Your cat's not interested in vegetables. They are <laughs> But the majority of that diet should be raw meat, muscle meat, organs, raw organs, as many different types of organs as you can source. And I can leave some links in the, uh, the show notes mm-hmm. too for pet parents and raw meaty bones, because those raw meaty bones not only have vitamins and minerals, but your pet gets an incredible dental workout for their gums and the teeth. So no tartar, healthy, strong gums and the happiness protocol. They Mm -hmm. love what they're doing when they're happy and they love what they're doing. Dopamine, serotonin, all the happy hormones get released and that's the immune system. So that is really the best diet for your animals. And it creates the strongest immune system, the most balanced gut microbiome. There are studies behind this. I know it's not as convenient as dry food or wet food. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's a little more expensive. Sure. And feeding dry food and feeding wet food is like feeding your animal McDonald's for every meal. The high heat that goes into making that what it is kills absolutely everything in it. It's dead food. And whatever is added in the way of vitamins and minerals is added after the fact and synthetically, and it's not the same thing. Plus the plants that produce this food, package this food, it is not heavily regulated. It is looked at as feed, not human-grade food. Right. So it's very important that... If you can only do certain things today, because not every pet parent can do everything today. Right. Maybe you still need to feed your dry food, but you can put some raw food in that. So it goes a little farther for you economically. Make sure that whatever food you're feeding on the label, not on the website only, on the label, it says human grade. Because those factories have to be held to a higher standard than feed factories. That is so, so true. And the marketing is scary because people, you know, like you said, the lack of regulation allows these dog food or cat food manufacturers to tell us all these lies about, or like kind of mistruths about what's in the bags or in the cans. And here we are spending our money thinking that we're doing something good for our pets when in fact we aren't. We're giving them rendered meats that were dead. You know, they put them in the food after they've already died. A lot of them are ill animals that they're, you know, rendering for this food. Just it's really when you start looking into it, it's so, so gross. So what results have you seen when you work with your clients? What kind of things can people expect when they change their dog's foods or cat's foods and pet's foods? What are they going to see out of their pet after something like that? Well, first they'll see more vitality. And everybody wants to see that, right? And they're be- it's because their bodies are getting the nutrients that they need to create energy, in- intracellular and intercell energy that the body needs to, to function. Mm-hmm. So that's very basic. And conditions can start falling away. And I'll give you a couple of examples. 
One of my clients had a dog with a chronic ear infection for like five years. Antibiotics, ear infection, antibiotics, ear infection, antibiotics, ear infection. We changed his diet. His name was Elliot. We changed Elliot's diet. And literally within two weeks, his ear infections went away and never came back. I believe that. I completely believe that. Um, Another example is one of my clients, her dog Max, for three plus years, had a chronic intestinal issue that was preceded every time it flared up with raw red paw pads. And her vet, who was an integrated veterinarian, couldn't figure it out. So um, I taught her about homeopathy. And we together chose a remedy for Max. The first remedy, Belladonna, helped get rid of his raw paws. And so that symptom fell away. And then she had an intuitive feeling about Max, about Lycopodium, another remedy. And it actually is a remedy that she felt an affinity for. And she's very connected to Max, spiritually, intuitively. So, and she looked it up in the Materia Medica and it seemed to make sense for Max. And lo and behold, Max's intestinal symptoms fell away and When she took him to the vet shortly thereafter, her vet was amazed and just said, wow, that is incredible. Keep doing what you're doing. And when she took him six months later for a follow-up, her vet said, Max is doing unbelievably. Mm -hmm. Everything is great. All of his levels, his coat, he is not presenting like an 11-year-old. He's presenting like a seven-year-old. He's doing fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing. So that was a beautiful, beautiful thing to hear. And that's why I do this. I really want parents to have this power to heal their animals, themselves, their families. So tell us, how can my audience learn more about you and your coaching? And what does your coaching look like? Just for those who are curious. Absolutely. My coaching starts with a sort of case taking, an intake, a health history, if you will. So I find out all about your pets. I find out a little bit about you because we have such an energetic connection, deep connection with our animals. And I call it emotional contagion, emotional transference. You know, we do that a lot with our pets. So it's helpful for me to know a little bit about you and certainly a deeper knowledge of your pets. We talk about your goals. We talk about what you want to achieve and what you want to avoid. And we come up with a plan that involves nutrition. It involves a healing modality or maybe several healing modalities. It's very individual. It's custom Mm -hmm. to your animal. And I generally see my pet parents, depending on need, it could be once a week or it could be once every two weeks. And I like to see my, my pet parents at least for a three month term sometimes for a six-month term, if it's a deeper issue that requires a longer runway, because I want you to be successful. Right. So that's something that we would talk about, and I would give you my recommendations. And I'm with you every step of the way. I check in with my my clients and my little patients often, and I want to know how things are going. We make tweaks. That is all part of holistic health care. Absolutely. Okay. So what is your website? Is that the best place to inquire more if somebody wants to move forward? Yeah. Right now it's called thehoundhealer.com. 
And on there, you'll find a link to my Calendly where you can book a 30-minute free session with me to talk a little bit about your animal and I can give you some recommendations. And there'll be a couple of links below this episode for you you to learn about Mela, the digital thermometer, which is a wonderful Mm -hmm. tool, and to learn about how to book with me and maybe a couple of nutrition tips. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I want to propose a toast to you for all the amazing information Uh, you shared with us and for all that you do for pet parents and their beautiful pets. Cheers. Thank you so much, Isabel. Cheers. Cheers. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Cheers, Mark. Like I said earlier, Bark and Swagger is on Pet Life Radio. So we're both and part the of Hound Pet Healer. Life Radio and the Hound Healer too. We are all on the Pet Life Radio family of podcasts. So check out PetLifeRadio.com. And to our audience, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. I hope you have so many takeaways. And if you have not tried homeopathy for your family and your pets, I hope this is what inspires you to try it. So here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Isabel. It's my pleasure. I so enjoyed chatting with you. To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.